Hey guys, today I got a uh, Corey Haroff on. Corey Haroff, he corrected me in the in the video you're about to see, um, or the podcast. But anyways, got Corey on. He is the area director for Young Life here. Good friend, family friend of mine. Um, known Corey for a while, and anyways, gives his story a little bit. Gives his passion about what he does. If you don't know what Young Life is, listen in and you kind of learn about it. Uh, but thanks for watching this episode, guys, and hope you enjoy it. <laughs> This is the Christian Morrison Show. Hey guys, we got uh, Corey Haroff here. Haroff, right? Sheriff, like Haroff. Close. Haroff? You sound like you, sound like you want me, my hair to come off. Haroff. Everybody I know calls you Haroff, I think. I know, I know. <laughs> You're probably used to and it. I'm, and I'm hairy, so it Corey, makes sense. Corey Haroff. You know, there Haroff. you go. Like Sheriff, but Haroff, you got okay. it. Okay. Well, I've been saying your name wrong for five years. Um, I forgive you. <laughs> so Corey is the area director, is your title, for Young sure. Life Rapid City? Yeah. Just a dude who cares about kids. There you go. But my official title is I'm the area director. Area director. What yeah. does that even mean, though? Well, that means that I get to run all the affairs means you have to do everything? of the area. <laughs> I get to mainly I get to fundraise, and I make sure that uh, we stay true to the mission, vision, and values of your life. Can I say something just in the very beginning of this? I would love for you to. <laughs> you are a world class fundraiser. Ooh, I have because it has fun in the name. Fundraiser. Yeah, yeah, think about it. Why would, like fundraising, it should be easy because it is fun. Why yeah. would we not want to invite people to be a part of impacting people's lives? Why would people not want to at least hear and be a part of that? Yeah. And so I view fundraising as a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared, I'm nervous. I, I'm kind of more like, let's do it. Because if the, if the cause is right, yeah, and if you believe in the cause, what a great opportunity. I want to support things. I want to give to things that matter. But I'll never be able to give to it if nobody gives me an opportunity yeah. to find out about it and invites me to give. Yeah. You know? I think you told me a story one time about um, when you were first, maybe when you first got here, first got into Young Life, how you were like nervous to ask for money. Oh, yeah, the story. You, you know what I'm talking about? You don't <laughs> yeah. have to give names, but. Well, there was, a, I'll give a name. There was a yeah. pastor, Dave Greenhood. Okay. The church was called uh, First Evangelical Free. It's now called Parkview. And I, I went to him, and this is 24 years ago, 23 years ago, and I was very nervous to ask him to support Young Life. And so I, I wouldn't make eye contact. I wouldn't mm -hmm. look at him. I was just kind of had my head down. I was kind of him and on. And yeah. he looked at me. He says, Corey, stick your chest out. Mm -hmm. Look me in the eye and ask me to give. He goes, you're talking about the God of the universe. You're talking about kids and sharing with kids the fact that God's crazy about them. He goes, don't you ever be ashamed to invite somebody to give. He goes, now, whether or not they give, that's between them and them, them and right. God. Yeah, That's not your business, so. Anyway. And also, it's not a reflection on you if they don't give. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So, but yeah, fundraising is a piece of what I do. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, and it's fun, and I'm grateful. Yeah. Should we tell the viewers? Do you have viewers? Is this what this yeah, is? Yeah, there's viewers, yeah. Okay. How we met, how I know you. Sure. Go ahead. You tell me. Well, you tell me. I, I it's your, <laughs> it's just your thing. Yeah, but I, I mean, I do this podcast so the guests can talk, but still, um, the way we met is really, we met through my parents, technically. Yeah. Right? Because my parents have been involved in Young Life since before I was born. They, my dad has been going to Young Life, I believe, since he was like 15. Your parents are o Oklahomans. Yep. And I'm an Okie. Yep. I was born in Oklahoma as well. And yeah. and so we're true Oklahomans. Yep. I tell folks I was Oklahoma bred, Oklahoma fed. When it's all said and done, I'll be Oklahoma dead. <laughs> but I do love South Dakota. Yeah. But we have that connection through Oklahoma. So yeah, anyway. we do. Yeah, I mean, you know, the way I recall this meeting was through my parents they got involved in young life here first and then when i moved here um i got connected and went to leadership training and became a leader 
Yeah, like we to, probably met lunch. Be, we I probably met before that though. Yeah. Before leadership training. I thought you were really cool. Yeah. I still do. Yeah. Here's the coolest part about you. What's that? All right. You're a good realtor. Yeah. You're really good at that. But you're a really good dad. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I can't, I'm a crier. Yeah, you but are. But I've known you for a while and still watch how you love your kids. Yeah. That's your that's your greatest uh, legacy, your greatest accomplishment. Appreciate that. And man. it's uh, that's the stuff that matters. Yeah. You know. Never got so, that compliment before, so well, I appreciate well, it's that. true. Yeah. You know, I watch how you love your kids. They're pretty awesome, and I know yeah. his kids. They're they're pretty awesome too. Yeah. So my kids are pretty cute too. You just let, let you let Renata. That's my wife. You let us know when we can babysit. I will. I will. I know you've been mentioned that like ten times. I've never taken you up on yeah. it. So. Yeah. We got you crying in the first yeah, five minutes, Corey. Come uh, on. Yeah. It wasn't hard, was it? <laughs> no, I, I leak. <laughs> well, I really do appreciate that, man. I really do. So, um, What got you into Young Life originally? The money. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Hell yeah. No, I was I was in sales in Oklahoma. I worked for a company called Works24. I sold on-hold messaging to banks. Did really well. You sold on-hold messaging. On-hold messaging. Mess- mess- so if you call a bank or you call a business, you're placed on hold. Yep. And you hear a message of music. Yeah. Thanks for calling First National. I wasn't the voice. Right. But interested in a Roth IRA? Talk to Susie when we okay. get back in line. Okay. So I sold that stuff. Now they do video messaging in the lobby. And, uh, but it was great. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the, the six figure income. Yep. Um, but I was miserable because I knew that God had something bigger and different and better for me. And so I was a volunteer leader for Young at College. And saw the impact that Young Life made. I always had a heart. <coughs> excuse me. I always had a heart for kids who, who struggle, and maybe they don't feel like they fit within the confines of a church. Yeah. Uh, they have questions. I, I never really felt like uh, this is true of every church, but I never felt like church was a safe space mm-hmm. for people who had questions and who struggled. And so I loved that Young Life provided safe people and a safe space for kids. So I knew knew what they did, and. So I became a youth pastor at a Presbyterian church here in town, Westminster Presbyterian. I was here a year. Forgot about that. And I came across a stat while I was at the church. It was a, the Cheeseman Foundation, which was a foundation that used to do stats here, and they're no longer around. But, uh, and it said that 92% of the middle school and high school age kids that live in the Black Hills from Edgemont to Belfouche were not active in a local church. Well, that meant that 8% of kids were. And I, I have a heart for that 92%. Yeah. And so I thought, man, it would be really cool to see where Young Life is here in South Dakota. And so uh, this is 23 years Did ago. Do you have a past for Young Life? I have a what? Do you have a past knowledge of Young Life? Yeah, because in college I was a okay. volunteer leader. Okay. And so I, I found out Young Life was in 49 states, 67 countries. We were not in South Dakota. Wow. And so after a year at the church, I left the church to start Young Life. Nobody had ever heard of it. I had to raise my own support. Um and here we are, 22, 23 years later, 1,000 kids. We have eight staff, 50 volunteer leaders, and a million-dollar budget. And That's awesome. More importantly, you know, we're impacting a lot of kids. Yeah. And it's not, they're not just numbers. Yeah. Every one of those kids has a name. They have a story. They have, they have feelings and emotions. And um, just this morning, I mean, I, I've been up since 5.30 this morning, but I have three or four kids reach out and text. that are just sharing and struggling and needing a, a trusted adult to talk to. Yeah. And... And I have a big passion of helping people go to where kids are to want to impact their lives. Because here's the truth. It's not normal for an adult to hang out with kids today. That's kind of weird. Yeah. We live in a world that, that just seems strange. Yeah. And yet kids need a trusted adult that will enter their world and let them know that they matter. They need presence. 
they need somebody who's willing to go to where they are. You know, and I was doing a uh, just kind of a talk recently with some people, and um, in the Bible, the Bible talks about Jesus has compassion for people. Well, the word compassion means to enter into the suffering of other people. That the God of the universe, when he became human through his son Jesus, he entered into my brokenness, your brokenness, our brokenness. And I think as a Christian man, as a Christian men, women, we're called to go into people's brokenness. We're called to enter into their suffering. And that's what I love about Young Life is we, we don't start with a program. We start with the relationships. We go to where kids are at, get to know them, cultivate a friendship. And we believe kids need a friendship with a trusted adult. We're not, we're not their parents. Uh, we're, we're an adult mentor who's coming alongside them to let them know, hey, you matter. And we, we use a phrase in Young Life, we want to earn kids' trust. Well, how do you earn kids' trust? you got to hang out with them on their turf, in their world. I remember years ago, there were some, some of my Young Life guys I was getting to know, a kid named Caleb Rupp. Somebody, some, he owned C4. I don't know if everybody's heard of C4. The, they do uh, uh, for Jeeps, hmm. for Toyota, oh, yeah, they do yeah. all that. And uh, Caleb was into mountain biking and, like, BMX biking. I didn't know anything about BMX biking. I remember I went and got magazines and researched because Caleb <laughs> mattered to me. And if BMX biking mattered to Caleb, then it mattered to me because he was important to me. And I was willing to learn something and do something that I didn't even know anything about. Now, I hope to God that I will not have a young kid that skateboards because <laughs> I don't think at 47 yeah. I can get on skateboards Probably not a good idea. and yeah. do that. But I would if I needed to. So anyway, that's, that's how I got started in your life. It's awesome. And it's a blessing. I love doing it. What's your favorite part of Young Life? When all the hard work and all the time and all the energy and all the money and all the meetings with kids and lunches and showing up at the sporting events and my butt hurting from sitting on those horrible bleachers, going yeah. to the schools, when finally that kid opens up and they reach out to you and, and they say, hey, Corey, can we talk? Hey, I need to talk to you. I'm not really sure that God loves me. If God loved me, why did my grandmother get cancer? Hey, I, I'm really, I really want to talk to you more about uh, what does it look like for me to follow God? Um, that's what's worth it, you know. Um, all that hard work, all the time and energy is when that kid reaches out and says, hey, I need help. Yeah. You know, because help is such a powerful place. When we say that, it's such a powerful place to be. Uh, we're finally humble. We're finally broken. Uh, help says I can't do it on my own. Yeah. And, and I, and I want to stay in that place, too, in my own life. You know, I want to stay in that kind of desperation. And really working with the kids we work with, one of the big things now is suicide. A lot of kids, that's, they think that's the answer. A lot of kids believe the lie that life's not worth living, that life doesn't matter. Mm. And to be that adult presence in their life that they trust is huge. So that's my favorite part. The second thing, I love it when I see people like you and others that will say yes to being a leader, that will say yes to going to where kids are. Um, it's one thing to give money. Everybody gives money, and we need that. That's great. That's easy to do. It's easy to write a check. But it's a lot harder to give our time, let alone to give our time <coughs> to go to where kids are into their world because it's a foreign mission field. Totally. They're completely it's like different. a different world. It's yeah. a completely different world. And um, and so to go to where kids are at, it's just it's rewarding and it's fun. But it's challenging and it's scary and it's inconvenient. Yeah. You know, it's inconvenient when my wife and I, when I get a call, you know, Sunday nights are really my only day off, Sundays. And it seems like if something's going to happen, it's going to happen on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but I embrace that inconvenience. I embrace that, that, um, that uncertainty, you know, in my life. So it's, but those are the best parts. Yeah. What's your least favorite? Um, 
parents. <laughs> and here's what I mean by that. So many parents will come and reach out and ask my advice, and I'll tell them what to do to help their kid. And they won't do it. Hmm. And they wonder why their kid's jacked up. So many parents will come and say, hey, Corey, my kid needs help. What do I do? And I'll tell them, get them to Young Life, or I'll give them some answers that have proven to work over the years. And they'll say, oh, my kid can't come. We've got soccer practice. We've got baseball. And I want to go, but we're talking about your kid's life. Yeah. And you're more worried about soccer. You're more worried about baseball. Then don't get me wrong. I love sports. Me too. I played, I played college sports. I was a college golfer and yeah. played high school golf. And but, but yet, so many parents are not giving their kids what they need the most, and that's presence. And that's undistracted, focused presence. You know? Um, I think it's heartbreaking that we live in a culture where I don't know very many families anymore that have family dinner together at night. Yeah. That sit down because sports take precedence. We've gotten so busy. You know, one of my favorite movies is The Shawshank Redemption. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen that. Yeah, great movie. Yeah. And there's a scene where a guy named Brooks Haddon had gotten out of jail. He'd been in jail for 80 years. <clears throat> and he gets out, and, he, and he's working at a supermarket, <clears throat> 1954. And he writes back to the guys in prison. He goes, the world went and got itself in a big damn hurry. And I feel like our world has gone and gotten so busy and so hurried and so rushed that kids don't really know how to be kids anymore. They don't have any margin and space just to play and have fun. And the other thing is, I think, sports. There's such pressure in sports and to get scholarships that I know freshmen and sophomores that are worried about if they don't perform well in sports, they're not going to be able to go to college. It's a lot of pressure to put on a kid. Yeah. You know, so I think the toughest part is, at times, parents. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. You mentioned before, like, um, that's something I've always struggled with personally. You talked about, like, the kid finally reaches out to you. And they want to talk either, even if it's not just, not even just accepting God in their life or whatever, but even if it's just to talk more serious with you, not just on a joking, playful level or whatever. Yeah. Um, I never liked camp. As funny as that sounds, because I feel like growing up for me and young life and church and stuff, it was always like, oh, go to camp. You'll have this awesome transformative experience. And my mind always, I don't know why I've always thought this way, but my mind has always been like, camp is the most useless part to me. Camp is a fun vacation, fun for kids to do. But in my brain, you got to come back to the real world. Mm-hmm. And that high is gone. Yeah. That's when it really matters to me. So that's why I've always thought club and campaigners, which is like meeting up weekly, is the most important part yeah. of it. What is your take and, on And here's, here's the cool part. Camp is a big thing we do, and kids love camp. Yeah. So you would be an outlier. Oh, that. totally. Yeah, I always was and, an outlier and, with and, that. And yeah. so, so camp is a powerful experience. Here's what's really cool about how Young Life does camping. You know, when I was growing up in church, we'd go to camp. We'd have a youth worker, youth leader. They would come for the week. I'd never see them again. Right, yeah. Here's how Young Life works. Right now, I have about 24 kids that I'm working with. Most of them are going to camp with me this summer. There's a relationship there. Good point. We're going to go to camp. We're going to have a blast. And when we come back, we're still going to have a relationship. We're going to Deepens that that connection. Deepens that connection. And so basically, in Young Life, the going to where kids are at, we call it contact work. Camp would be like having contact work 24 hours a day for seven days. Yeah. Which is totally awesome. And those relationships are going to happen. I'll tell you a quick story about camp. Good point. I won't use names, but I I had a young man uh, who's very important to me that um, was an atheist. And he started coming to Young Life a little over a year ago. And he couldn't go to camp this year uh, because he's going to be out of town. And I was so bummed. I was just like, all his buddies are going because I know camp is a powerful point. You know, we get kids away from the noise and the distraction. Their cell phones aren't around. Uh, we give them a, an opportunity to really think and process through things that matter, uh, to think through. 
What does it look like for me to forgive the person that hurt me? What does it look like for me to really say yes to Jesus in my life? Um, you know, and we have a lot of fun. And so this kid's not able to go. I'm discouraged. I'm down. And the Monday after Easter, the kid's in house school, so I talked to some of my key guys, and I said, hey, let's go have a Monday fun day. <clears throat> you guys just give me from like 8.30 to 6.30 that night, and I'll plan something fun. We'll go hang out. So me and another leader, we took six kids. We went out. We went to Evans Plunge, which I hadn't been there in forever. Where? <coughs> Evans Plunge. Where's that? Hot Springs. Oh, okay. It's a really cool little okay. water park. And then we, we did some other fun things. We, we went out to eat, and um, it was just really fun. Well, this particular young man I'm talking about, he was in my car, and, and he went through a tough time. Uh, had a girlfriend break up with him. And we started talking about that, processing through about the challenges of having your girlfriend break up. And, and, uh, and I told him, I said, hey, why don't you call me anytime you need to talk? Just reach out to me. Well, that night, 1030 at night, I'm in bed. I'm leaving at 430 the next morning to go to a staff conference in Minnesota. And this young man calls me. And we have this 30-minute conversation about God and about life. And he says to me, Corey, if I wanted to surrender my life to God, how would I do that? Hmm. And I joked. I said, well, you can't do that because, you know, you're going to hell. I was just totally kidding, you know. <laughs> and we had this really awesome talk. And right there at around 11 o'clock at night, he kneeled by his bed. I kneeled by my bed. He's on speakerphone. And he invited the God of the universe to come into his life. One, that's the greatest commitment anybody can make. But two, I had thought, I had limited God. I thought, well, camp, that was it. Yeah. That's where kids meet the Lord. And, and here God had a different plan taught me a really cool lesson because your thought was maybe not consciously this but subconsciously it was man if i don't get him to camp it's not going to happen yeah it's it, it's more of a yeah. ch- not that kids haven't opened up their life to god hmm. away from camp but it was really a good reminder you know because the real work of what we do in young life is the day in and the day out and here's the thing once a week i do kind of what i call late night content work where once a week i hang out late with kids 12 o'clock one o'clock two o'clock in the morning uh, taking a and I'll, I'll hang out in groups you yeah. know guy leaders focus on guys female yep. leaders on females just so your viewers know all of our leaders go through a background check yep um, a very thorough background check you can't just be a leader you have to go through a six-week training yep and then there's another uh, six-week uh, uh, going to the Test school period kind of thing yeah. training and then um, we uh, all of our leaders get fingerprinted to make sure there's not some weirdo working with kids you know yeah and so I'll hang out late once a week with kids and if I'm sitting at Perkins at midnight having pancakes, you know, it's probably not good for me. It's probably why I got a little belly that yeah. I'm trying to work on. <laughs> but how many adults show up in a kid's life late like that? How many people are actually there? That's when kids open up. Probably not even their parents. Very few people. You know, somebody asked me, what was one of the best day of my life? You talk about a parent. I'm a senior in high school, mm-hmm. and I just got done hanging out with my two buddies, Jared and Chris. It's midnight. It was my curfew on the weekends. <clears throat> I come home. I walk in. And my dad would always be in bed. He would watch the news. Then he would watch MASH. So he'd be in bed by, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And I walk in. And my dad is up. And we did some small talk. He asked me how my night went. And he looked at me. And he says, son, you want to go to the Waffle House with me? And I'm like, yeah. And from basically 1 in the morning till 6 in the morning, my dad and I sat at the Waffle House. And my dad told me stories about his life. Hmm. And it was... the best day of my life because my dad let me know him yeah and we were late at night there was just something powerful with that and i think kids and it's not just kids it's just humanity Humans, yeah. we're yearning for presence we're, we're yearning for connection authentic real presence not a bunch of crap that people give you we want something that's real yeah 
And so, you know, I call it the ministry of being present. And how can we be present? That's what I love about the God, that Jesus. He's present with us. He shows up in my mess and in my beauty and in my brokenness. And so how can we be present in people's lives? And that's that's what we do in Young Life. Um, and it's so awesome. Somebody asked me one time, what's the greatest needs of kids today? That's easy. Social A lack of social capital. They lack, we know what capital is, it's resources to do something. Mm-hmm. Kids lack relational capital, social capital. They're, they lack, if you looked at the research about, about 15 years ago, <clears throat> they said in the research, for every one kid that was out there, okay, for every, excuse me, for every one adult, they could work with five kids. The research now states, about 10 years ago it shifted, that for every one kid, they need five adults that will come alongside of them and be social capital and be that encouragement. And I see that now with kids. That means they need multiple adults in their life that will walk with them and work with them Hmm. and listen to them and show up in order for that young person to really navigate adolescence and to become an adult. What do you think that shift was because of? You know, I think there's a lot of reasons, but I think that our culture's changed. I mean, I think we just, we don't have adults. We, we, there's no, there's none of those role models. I mean, adolescence is getting pushed further and further back. You know, when I was growing up, you're 18 years old, you're out of the house, you're on your own. Now you're finding, you know, 26, 27, 28 to 30 year olds living at home. Um, we, our culture has shifted. It's, it's, uh, you know, I think that's the biggest reason that there's been a cultural shift in, in how kids are growing up and kids don't grow up as fast. And, you know, I think factors that tie in would probably be, you know, social media. There's a lot of things that kind of turn our brain off and we want to play games and we want to disconnect. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying video games are bad, but when we're consumed by them, I mean, kids, a lot of guys I know, they're constantly playing video games and they're checking out. And there's a reason for that. When you got pain in your life and you got hurt, sometimes you want to numb the pain. Yeah. It's a way to numb the pain, whether it's going out and smoking pot and getting high and getting drunk or, you know, watching movies too much or being on on you know on social media by the way for all you parents out there um teenagers don't have facebook and if they do have facebook it's it's for you it's fake um <laughs> they're on snapchat they're on instagram TikTok. and a little yeah tiktok a little another thing is they might share you might be friends with them on tiktok or on snapchat and it's probably fake they probably have a fake account to make you think that they're doing that they probably have a hidden one yeah uh, just just a little tip out there just so you know so I heard this concept recently. You know, have you ever heard of like helicopter parenting? Yep. I heard this concept recently of lawnmower parenting. I don't I'm trying to remember where I heard this. It's going to bother me, but oh well. Um, lawnmower parenting is, oh, this was the pastor at my church. He was talking about this. Um, lawnmower parenting is basically, helicopter was like, you watch everything you do, make sure they don't get hurt, whatever. Lawnmower parenting is, hey, wait, I'm going to lawnmower this path for you. And then you just walk on the path they give you. And so I think that is a lot. I personally think that's a lot of what it has to do with I like that. The, the delayed development is kids don't have to figure out their own problems. <coughs> yeah. Like just a small example, but I see it all the time. I know kids that are my age and I'm 27 and I know kids my age that are like, oh, my dad called and set up my oil change for me. And I'm like, I've been doing that since I was 16, dude. What a bunch of weenies. But, <laughs> Get your own oil change. But whose problem is that? Is that the kid's problem or is that the parent's problem? In my, in my opinion, parents it's the parents problem for continuing to coddle them you know i would I, mean? I would add even more than that i would agree with it's a parents problem yeah but for all your parents out there we won't beat you up too bad you guys suck but, <laughs> but i think at the end of the day 
it's a human nature sinful problem that wants to not take responsibility for our own stuff. I mean, we see that in the beginning of creation with Adam and Eve. How is that? There's the a sense parent of blaming. Thing, what do you mean? Well, we all have this. We all have this cancer. We all have this disease called sin, and and we all have to battle that in our own lives. You know, and and so I think that for a lot of parents, it's it's that sin nature coming out. But but there's nothing wrong with helping your kids. No. But I think we have to let kids struggle. We have to let them work through their own stuff. It's a weird balance. Um, it is yeah. a weird balance, and it's different for each kid. Yeah. You know, um, and I think having everything handed to you can be dangerous. Yep. Uh, but some kids need that. Oh, hey, I'm yep. getting a phone call right as we're on this. Let's see if anybody. How rude. Oh, hey, look at that. That's a kid right now. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. Their schedules are weird because now they could have lunch at 10, 11, 12, 1. Some kids get out at like 1. Like when I was in school, you get out of school at 3.30, you know. Right, yeah. So this is the kid I'm eating for lunch. So he's a really cool kid. Do you have the camera timer? Okay, I'm just making sure you have it. Oh. Um, the ta- the camera only records for 29 minutes or something like that. Oh, and we you have to reset it. You're just going to reset it real quick? Okay. We got to get out of here. Um, I got to meet him at 11.45. Okay, we're good. It's only, it's only 10.26. So, so I got to leave here by 11. Okay, sounds good. Because I got to run errands. To run. Do you? Errands? Errands. <laughs> um, anyways, I don't remember where we were going with that. You're going to ask about our golf tournament, I think. I was. That's exactly what I was going to ask. <laughs> so the golf tournament's coming up. Tell us about that. So... I played college golf. Yep. I love golf. And um, I started didn't the golf. Somebody, sorry. Didn't somebody from South Dakota just win a big tournament? I don't know. Like a PGA Tour tournament? Or no? I don't know. I saw you post about it. Or maybe I it's po- someone I you posted. know. Maybe it's someone you know won. Well, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know any of the golfers' names. I just saw you post about it. You're like, oh, yeah, maybe Yeah, maybe it was some golf thing or something. Uh, anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, um. Uh, yes. You know what I'm talking about now? Yeah. From, I grew up, John Conrad Golf Course, my home golf course. Okay. Um, oh, I drew a blank on his name. He's from Oklahoma and he just, okay, it's from he just won. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He won a pretty big I tournament, when right? He was a kid. Yeah, he won yeah. A, a PGA tournament. Yeah. Okay. But his name has escaped. <laughs> anyway, my name, the name has escaped my mind. Right. But the golf tournament. Yeah. I love golf. And so when I first started Young Life, I thought we could have a golf tournament. So we started out with 12 people. And today we are the largest golf tournament in the state of South Dakota. It's amazing. That I know of. Um, we have 62 teams playing on Friday, May 20th, this Friday, at Hart Ranch. Yep. So 26 teams will play in the morning at 7.30 a.m. And 36 will play in the afternoon at 1. Um, it's the Black Hills Energy Young Life Golf Tournament. Shout out to Black Hills Energy. Woo-hoo. Uh, they're our main tournament sponsor. And, and we do, uh, we're going to raise just short of $300,000, which is huge. Yeah. That's my salary. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Get your salary just from that one I make, day. I make a lot more than that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, um, and, and so we've got a lot of sponsors. You are also a sponsor, yep. which I'm really grateful. Um, but we have about 150 businesses that are sponsors and a lot of golfers. And so we're going to have a lot of good food at the tournament. Uh, kids will be there. Kids are... Uh, volunteering, they're volunteering. Each kid will get about 175 to 200 bucks. That will go to camp. So we've got 50 kids there. And one of the beautiful parts of our golf tournament, we always have it on the third Friday in May, and it's always cold. It's always rainy. And we and we so have a wait list. It is rainy. either raining or snowing, uh, or sleeting. Or How does this Friday look? Uh, this Friday, uh, all the weather's great this week. But this it's going to be 50 degrees. Hold on, I got to look windy. now. So it is. Is just that right? Crazy. Yep. Yep. Dude, it never it, it, changes. Hold we, on, we, I gotta that's look how we keep it. You know, so it's kind of fun. We you just want pick people, the worst weather day. We and want people wearing a parka, 
You know, we want to see how committed people are, and we've got a great <laughs> Friday is now forty six and windy. So right there, I mean, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone down. Oh um, my god! So we're gonna have a okay. blast. And the cool thing is, there's a lot of people that play. I mean, yeah. it's kind of every who's who in Rapid City. There's yeah. every bank, every car dealer, a lot of realtors, a lot yep. of dentists and doctors. I mean, it's just such a blessing, a hodgepodge of people that that care about kids. And we have really sweet prizes. Yeah. So every single person who plays in the tournament will get some kind of prize, whether it's a fifty dollar gift card to Alpine Inn or a $500 gift card to get a set of tires. Yep. You know, um, and then Shields donates uh, uh, $250 gift cards for flag prizes, whoever hits it closer to the pin. Gotcha. Um, but it's kind of fun to see the people that play, and, and it's just it's So how many teams? 62? 62 teams. How many people is that, though? How many people per team? That is a four-person four scramble. Okay. We used to be a five-person scramble. We knocked it back. So that's 248 people. That's amazing. Yeah. And then we're grateful. Outback is going to do shish kebabs for us. Marco's Pizza is going to do pizza. All out on the golf course. Yeah. Um, is going to do chicken nachos. The Good Stuff food truck is coming out and doing uh, pork sliders and tater Sweet. tots. Subway's doing Subway sandwiches. Sonic is doing burritos, yeah. which you're coming out to serve yeah. them. Yeah. Your parents own Sonic here, so they're yeah. on our board, and so they donated all those. Then we got donuts. It's just going to be great. Coke is donating all the, the beverage, and then we've got a lot of coffee stuff we're trying to work on. Still trying to work on coffee, but stuff? there's so many people um, in our tournament that I can't list all the people. Right, I mean, totally. Are a part. I get you. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of sponsors and a lot of people that care. It's kind of fun. We've got the Rapid City Police Department does a team uh, that's sponsored by the American Family Insurance, Dave Davis, and then the Pennington County Sheriff Office. They do a team sponsored by RCS Construction. That's awesome. Um, so it's just cool to see all the people that uh, that get together yeah. to make yeah. it happen. Yeah. I know like here uh, Suzanne White is a, is a yep. sponsor as well one yep. of the realtors here Chris Long yep um, uh, so there's there's quite a few realtors that, that sponsor Black Hills Realty TJ yep. Okanowitz TJ yep. I hope I said that right <laughs> who knows yeah. and uh, just a lot of people yeah that, that's that care. awesome so that's awesome it's pretty cool um, what are the big like so like for raising funds for something like this do you do you rely on like this and then you have a big banquet every year? Is that what you rely on is those two things? Yeah, so our two major fundraisers is the golf tournament and then the banquet. Banquet will raise about $300,000 too. And then right now we have about 200 people that support your life on a monthly basis. Okay. Whether that's five bucks a month or $2,500 a month. And then we have a, um, you know, a lot of one-on-one one -on -one individual asks that I'll do and I'll ask people. And so um, it's... Uh, but what I try and do is, you know, I try and ask once, once a year, and I don't want to drain people and keep asking. I might sometimes twice a year. I might ask for, you know, will you donate to our budget for, through the golf tournament or the banquet? Yeah. Or and also, will you donate for camp? Tell yeah. kids to go to camp because a lot of kids need help with camp. Yeah. Um, case in point, there's a kid I'm working with right now that wants to go to camp. He can only come up with fifty bucks. How much well, is camp? Camp's eight hundred. Well, camp's twelve hundred bucks, but we're only charging eight hundred bucks. Okay. Because we're defraying some of it. Okay. Um, and so. This uh, young man wanted to go to camp, and he's dropped out of Central High School. He's 16, and he dropped out because he's got to work to pay for the motel that he and his parents live in. And sometimes he has a hard time having enough money for food. And so we uh, we want that kid to go to camp, and so we're going to give him a big scholarship because he can't pay for it. Yeah, You know, there's this, there's this misnomer out there that people think that Young Life only works with rich kids. And I've heard Young Life only works with poor kids. No, Young Life works with every kid. Yeah. And every kid has spiritual poverty, and um, and so we want them to know that God wants to make them rich, you know, and um, and so uh, all the money used to Young Life when you when you sponsor and support Rapid City Young Life it goes to kids in Rapid City. Um, there is a percentage, eighteen percent of every dollar that you give um, 
goes back to National Young Life for all the services they provide. They provide the camps. They provide websites. Yeah. Uh, processing of donations. The camps were some things. of the best camps I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, and too. camps. Now, when you give them money for camp, that's not assessed that 18% surcharge. 100% goes to the To the kid. Camp. Okay. Yeah. So it's really cool. But, um, yeah, well, uh, did I answer your question? How many kids actually, um, I don't remember actually my original yeah, question, but <laughs> how many kids actually end up having to pay their full price camp? Probably not very many. The full 800? I'd say probably half. Half? Yeah. Half pay it? Yeah. And we have all kinds of fundraisers for kids too. Yeah. We've got the Young Life discount cards which yep. people love. Yep. Great discounts on there. Um, sponsored by White Cell Financial Group. Really grateful for Kurt and his team there. And then we've got um, uh, a wingathon where kids go out and we they eat as many wings as possible, mm-hmm. and they get people to pledge. Uh, I'll give you a dollar wing to eat, and it's it's hilarious. We have fun at that. Yeah, I've been to that one a couple times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's kind of a fun deal. Yeah, that's cool. I thought it would be like um, it seems like twelve hundred is a lot, but it's also a week for and that's everything. Yeah, week the, and you don't buy anything else. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the biggest expense is the bus. To get there? Yeah. Really? You know, That's I the mean, their, their buses are really expensive. I mean, huh. I, well, I guess the fee, you know, the, I think the, the fee is 560 bucks per for camp. camp? The actual for a seven-day camp for all your lodging, okay. all your food, all the program. And, all the and the rest do. of that 1200 is like traveling. Yeah, traveling. There. And, you know, we get kids, the kids a T-shirt. Also, we build into the fee the leaders. Our leaders go to camp. Yep. we got to pay for them, but we build it into the kid fee. Because we're not going to charge them. Right, you build, it into, time. you build it in for them to get yeah. travel and all that stuff. So this year we're taking 150 kids, then 26 leaders. Okay. So those 26 leaders are built into. Now, a lot of our leaders are donating money, right. you know, to help kids go to camp. It's right. so in a roundabout way, you know, like um, kind of my process. wife and I, you know, gave some money. Um, and it was above and beyond what the camp fee costs. You right. Know? So I kind of paid for myself. Yeah. But it's going toward a kid. Yeah, you know, totally makes sense. Cool. Yeah. What's an average amount of kids that you guys bring? Camp. About 150 every year, which is quite a bit. That's a lot, it's isn't a large, it? Yeah, it's like what does an average area bring? 25. Yeah, I thought so. I thought that seemed yeah. like a lot. Kind of like club, an average young life club. Would, I think it's 18 kids. And our average, really, yeah, our average is a little over 100. You know, which is really cool. Huh. Um, but it's because God's really blessed us. We've got the staffing and we've got the leaders to build it. Heartbeat of young life is leaders. Totally. Yeah. That that that's our heroes, and we've got leaders that have been leaders for a while. This year, we're kind of going through a transition where we're losing. About eight to ten really key leaders. Just some are moving on, some are going to you know the ones going to optometry school, Um, and so it's tough, you know. And so we actually, speaking of leaders, anybody, any of your viewers, if if you want to impact kids, and you've got an extra four to six hours a week that you want to come alongside kids, we've got a new leader training class coming up August first for six weeks. So ends from August first to September seventh. That's on a Wednesday. 7 to 9 at the Young Life office, which is in the basement of Loftus Dental. Um, and uh, they can reach out to me by calling my cell phone, yeah. 605-209-3645. Yeah, I'll have it posted on here. Yeah, so, yeah. so I better get some, some stuff out of you this. better get some calls, yeah. Or I'm going to find out your viewers. I'll come visit you guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll find you. <laughs> I'm the chaplain will. for the police department. <laughs> I have access to people's private information, <laughs> and I'll use it to find you. We need leaders. Yeah, we do. Because here's the thing. The more leaders we have, the more kids we can impact. Yeah, totally. And, and I love Young Life's concept that it's not – we're not a youth group. We're, you know, uh, and, and we don't have leaders that just stand at the back and cross their arms and, and then you see them once a week. When I was growing up going to church in Oklahoma, we had youth workers. They would stand at the back. You'd see them once a week. No, you see us at club on Monday nights. But then throughout the week, our leaders are going to the football game, going to the basketball yeah. game, going to the, the, you know, dance recital. Uh, showing up where kids are, going to where kids work at the movie theater and McDonald's and being present in kids' lives, taking people out for coffee or pizza, getting to know people, getting that friendship. 
And it's not just, okay, you know, I care for you when you're at my program, when you're at my thing. You know, um, kids need to know that they're cared for um, and, and, and not because they come to an event, you know. One of the things that used to drive me nuts growing up, they would, they would give us kids free pizza. And they would only let us eat pizza after the event was over, after we heard the person preach. <laughs> well, I hate that. Yeah, I'm like, feed people now. So when kids come to Young Life, we feed them before usually. Yeah. <clears throat> and if they want to leave, they can leave. You know, and I love that Young Life's philosophy is that we're going to love a kid regardless of how they respond to God. A kid might be like, screw God, I want nothing to do with him. Kids all the time tell me, uh, I'm an atheist. I'm like, so? Sometimes I'm an atheist. Sometimes I get mad at God. Yeah. He and I, are, uh, I'm giving him the cold shoulder, but he's big enough to handle that. I'm not yeah. afraid. We're, we shouldn't be afraid of kids' questions or their brokenness or their hurt. And the truth is, there are not really many true atheists. Yeah, there's just a lot of people who get wounded and hurt. Yeah, um, and we can hide behind a lot of things and act like we're, you know, that God's not there. But sometimes we're we're pretty hurt. You know, something you just said made me think about the reason I said I didn't like camp. I think I figured out why, really, just by you just talking just then. But um, you're talking about how, you know, you go there and you guys are, like, really present with the kids or whatever. I always went to camp, and the leaders were, like, the furthest thing from present. Mm -hmm. So to me, it always just seemed like – and I'm not talking about just Young Life Camp. Yeah. I've been to, like, a bunch of different you types of camps. some bad leaders. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and the leaders were just there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just the kids were just there for mm. hanging out hooking up with girls, whatever. Yeah. That's what they're there for. And that always pissed me off, you know? Yeah. I was always like, it's not the point of this damn thing, you know? Yeah. Um, anyways, that just made me think of that. So I think that's probably the – that's the struggle, though, because if you if the kids do go and have a bad leader or a leader that's not present or maybe that leader, they just, like, throw some random leader in there, you know what I mean, because they need to fill a spot, that's then it's why irrelevant. Yeah. you've got to get the right leader. Yeah, and they have to have that connection with them already, probably. Yep. you got to get the right leader in the right place. Yeah. And that's – Really, one of them, that's my job yeah. as their director is to make sure that we've got the right leaders in the right spot on the bus. Yeah. To use the, the bus yeah. analogy yeah. from whoever that guy was, good to great. Yeah. You know, so it's been it's been pretty cool. What um what do you see yourself doing long term? Continuing the role you're in forever, or I think it'd be fun to maybe be a male stripper. Yeah, I think you could do it. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm joking. People don't take that. The know. Bell Star needs uh, male division. Yeah, I yeah. Believe, don't so. don't don't call me. It's a joke. <laughs> I really. Um. You know, here's the deal. I was thinking about the other, the other day, and I was reading this passage in the Bible, and Peter, after he had denied Jesus three times, he said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, well, of course, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said, then feed my sheep. A couple minutes later, Peter looks, Jesus looks at Peter and he goes, Peter, do you love me? And Peter goes, well, yeah, Lord, I love you. And feed my sheep. Third time, Jesus looked at Peter and said, Peter, do you love me? And the Bible says that Peter was hurt. He said, of course, Lord, you know that I love you. And then Jesus looked down and feed my sheep. And I have this calling where I want to come alongside um, God's people and really encourage them and to help them um, with the ministry that God's called them to do. And how can I help motivate people like you and you to fulfill the calling God's put in your life? How can I come alongside you and help give you tools and encouragement and support to do that? And so I see myself doing Young Life for a while. You know, I really love doing that. I also serve as the chaplain for the Rapid City Police Department. It's a volunteer position. I've done it for about 18 years and the Pennington County Sheriff's Office. And so a lot of the men and women in law enforcement, just having that presence, you know, maybe they, they have, uh, my son just got hired with the Rapid City Police Department. He starts June 20th. Kyle, really proud of him. 
you know, um, law enforcement's got a bad rap lately. Um, but how can I come alongside those men and women that give so much to others and that see some pretty traumatic things? I mean, who ministers to a to a law enforcement officer when they're, you know, dealing with a tragic situation? And um, they're human too. And so that's kind of a fun thing that I do on the side. Um, but in the future, uh, I see myself um, being the best husband that I can be uh, and to my wife, Renata, and being the best follower of Jesus I can be. You know, because at, I'm 47 years old. Um, the first 20 years of my career, 15 years of my career, I wanted to make a name for myself. Yeah, my motive was I wanted to help kids, but I also wanted people to like me. Yeah. And now I'm realizing I don't need everybody to like me. Not everybody's going to like me. Uh, I know who I am. I know whose I am. Uh, I don't want to offend and hurt people. Um, but I want to keep coming and going to where people are and showing up, listening to their stories, um, uh, having good dinners and meals with people and getting to know them and laughing and having fun. And, and somewhere along the process, if I get an opportunity to share and get a hearing uh, of the gospel and who Jesus is, I would be honored to earn that trust in people. Um, but I just want to keep going. I want to be 80 or 90 and a, with a walker going to where kids are, letting them know that they matter. And the reason for that is because the God of the universe does that for me and mm. you and you and all your viewers, whether they believe it or not, that God showed up, Emmanuel, God with us. He's present and in, our, in all of our mess. And he's not afraid of our nastiness and our questions and the stuff in our lives that aren't pretty that we're afraid of and that we think if people knew or God knew, he would not love us. God's not afraid of that. Um, he swims right in that. And um, I want people to know that truth, you know. So that's where I see myself. That's awesome, man. You know. So I'm really proud of you, man. It's cool to see how the Lord's blessed you in real estate and um, your success. That. And yeah. I think it's neat that you're doing this. And I'm honored that you asked me to come. Yeah, man. So, I think that was a perfect place to wrap it up. So Yeah. Just cost you a sponsorship. The golf yeah, tournament. I got yeah. you. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being on, man, for real. That's awesome. I really appreciate it. Guys, if you got any questions, you want to get involved in Young Life. I'll put all of Corey's info below and Young Life's info below so you can get in touch with them. Thanks so much, thanks, man. Brother. Love See you, ya. man. See ya. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching this episode with Corey. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. If you got anybody that you would like on the podcast, any suggested people to get on and talk about, I think I'm going to try to get all the people running for office here on in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to reach out to them anyways and see if they want to get on and so people can learn about who's running for office here locally. Um, that's an idea of mine anyways. So anyways, if you got any other people that you're interested in having on, drop a comment below, let me know, and we will try to get them on. Peace.